Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker. Worker of yours. Certainly some things that, that we have to improve upon moving forward. I think we got to really look and, and see what we're doing really well and make sure we continue to do those, whether it's conceptually or putting people in certain positions. You know, what, what's been cool about our offense is we found different ways to do it, it seems like, almost every week. And we got to make sure that we continue doing that moving forward because it, it does present a little bit of uh, a question, I think, for defenses going in in, in terms of how we're going to attack them. Agreed 1,000%. There's Matt LaFleur of the Green Bay Packers. Joining us momentarily will be Mike Clement, who is our insider embedded in Green Bay, Wisconsin. But first, let me tell you about something, one of the coolest things I've, I've come across here recently. Wendy's is celebrating their 50th with Birthday Cake Frosty and Birthday Cake Frosty Cookie Sundays. The iconic Frosty has been a fan favorite treat for 50 years and to celebrate this important milestone, Wendy's has big news. Birthday Cake Frosty and Birthday Cake Frosty Cookie Sundays. For a limited mm. time, the cool, creamy vanilla Frosty will be replaced with Birthday Cake Flavored Frosty. And you have to try the Birthday Cake Frosty Sunday with sugar cookie and rainbow sprinkles in a cup. Oh, Buddy, I, you got to go do that at Wendy's and don't miss out because they ain't going to be here forever. So hurry up and go get some of that. Well, I'm not even going to wait. I'm just going to go right after this show and get ready for That's the right. post-game show with a nice, what was that, birthday cake cookie Sunday? Is that yeah, how I Birthday proud? cake frosty cookie Sunday. <sighs> That's it looks delicious. Outrageous. I know my man Mike Clemens would love one of those. He's brought to you always by Potawatomi Hotel and Casino. Visit PaysBig.com. Hello, Mike. Hey, boys. How are you? Fantastic. Always better when we're talking to you, especially on the bye week of a Packers team. That's 8-2, and two. Mike. We were talking about it a hey, little Matt bit. Matt LaFleur goes out and gets one of those Sundays tonight. You know why? Why is that? It's his 40th birthday today. Oh, well, how about wow. that? That works out. I mean, yeah. now, I, I know when he was mic'd up, Mike, uh, he said that he was a little bit out of shape. Uh, not that anybody would be able to tell by the uh, slender head coach of the Green Bay Packers physique. Actually, well, sure, but you know, I hate he, these skinny I'll people. Spent five months with that uh, boot on with the torn Achilles too, so I thought he did pretty well with that. No doubt about it, Mike. As as he gets into his first year and deeper into the year, do you think we've seen Lafleur improve in in some of the game strategy, the in game stuff, the decision making of? You know, clock management, play clock management, last two minutes, all that kind of stuff? Yeah, you know, there was a couple of challenges he had early in the season where, you know, he was trying to get – it's a complicated game today, being a head coach, managing a game as a head coach in the National Football League. And I thought he was pretty honest about, you know, it just seems that at times as productive as the offense has been and to get to 8-2, and two, that there's still just kind of a, a question about rhythm. And I thought he was very open 
when he said, yeah, one of the things we got to fix is our personnel changes on offense depending on down and distance. I think that there's a combination of things. I think, number one, i got to make sure I do a good job of getting that play call in in a timely fashion. I really think a lot of our issues have come from just the communication of our substitutions. It looks chaotic and disorganized at times, and that's something that we're going to take a good, hard look at and how we can make it more clear and more efficient for our players. That's an honest answer of a guy that's trying to find a legitimate solution to the problem and knows that that's going to only become a more magnified issue once you go up against some really, really good teams like the Niners you're going to face right out of the pie. And on both sides of the ball. I mean, Gary and I see this in the press box during the TV timeouts all the time because sometimes those directors, they come right back, you know, as the quarterback is calling his cadence and they snap the ball. Yeah. But we're seeing dudes running in, out, oh, then back on the field, you know. <laughs> Because the confusion is of what personnel group the coordinator wants for that next down or for the next series. I saw Ibrahim Campbell, this new guy that you know that they got back that they're playing at the kind of the hybrid safety, run in, run out, run back in, and then you know like what do I do? Smart guy he goes he taps Blake Martinez, and Blake tells him you know gives him his assignment, and he lines up, and then he ends up you know just instinctively chasing down a play out in the flats, but. That stuff, you know, how can you possibly get set? Uh, or how can you possibly be successful, uh, successful when, you know, you're not set and you can watch the, the offense break from their huddle and decide who's got what. Who, you talk about gap integrity, it starts with things like that. Now, Mike, what about the, we were having the conversation of how would the NFL playoffs be changed and maybe watered down if they add teams to the playoff format as the CBA negotiations do do appear to be progressing better than I would have expected. I thought we'd see a work stoppage in both the MLB and the NFL. But Mark Murphy, as the de facto chairman for the Green Bay Packers and and part of these negotiations, what do you think he would feel about possibly making another regular season game? On, On the surface, it sounds great. Let's just add more revenue. But if it's a regular season game and they take a home date away from these teams, that could be very, very costly to a team that doesn't have one signal owner. Now, what's it, it's been about a year since the word came out of NFL owners' meetings that, look, it, the preseason games and the no-shows are getting to be an embarrassment, and frankly, it's hurting them revenue-wise. On the other hand, uh, you know, players, regular season, uh, you know, vested players don't want to play more than 16 regular season games a year. It's, it's, it takes a toll on their bodies. They mm-hmm. want to come back next year, you know. Aaron Rodgers does not want to play in another preseason game. He wants to play another five years. He doesn't want to have what happened to Jordy Nelson, you know, torn ACL, and it, maybe that shortened his career in a meaningless preseason game in Pittsburgh. And so after the word came out of the NFL owners' meetings that, yeah, they may expand it to an 18-game regular season and do away with a preseason game or two, then by this summer, um, when I asked Murphy about it uh, after the shareholders meeting that one night, he goes, um, you know, it's probably going to be 17 games. And that's one of those things where he's talking about thing, the things that are talking about these meetings, you know, where the negotiations are, the compromise. And, of course, it's not until he leaves the room you stop and say, well, how does that work? You have nine home games and seven right. on the road, and how does that all work out? And so I said to him this, look, first of all, here we are in the middle of training camp. Brian Gutekinds needs every snap he can get in four preseason games to uh, to analyze a 90-man roster. 
Matt LaFleur, a modern coach, does not want Packers hitting Packers in practice. Okay? It's 75%. It's thud. All right? They're not, ta- they're not taking running backs and, and, and taking them off the ground. And so he did have a joint practice where the Texans got a little out of hand, and Lonnie Johnson nailed Jace Sternberger, your third-round pick, you know, rookie defense uh, tight end, and he was out with a concussion for two or three weeks. Um, you know, Trevor Davis got hurt in, on a kickoff return, that because it got too spicy between the Texans and the Packers. And I said to LaFleur, if they take away two preseason games and you're trying to evaluate all these guys on the 90-man roster and you've got some really close battles, um, how are you going to do business? He goes, I'll be, I'll be forced then to have more live tackling in practice. I don't want to do that. Right. I don't want to have Packers hitting Packers, but I'll be forced to do that. So I brought this to Murphy, and I said, you know, why can't some of these other teams do like you guys are doing in Green Bay with Titletown or the Patriots, you know, with, with their Patriot Village where you can make that extra money without having to screw up the game. The game's perfect the way it is, 16 games, the 32 teams, the division balance, all of that stuff. And he, you know, he reminded me, hey, the Buffalo Bills, they don't have a Lambeau Field. You know, some of the Jacksonville Jaguars, they don't have that kind of a draw. But he talked about the understanding that the, that the veteran players don't want to play more than 16 regular season games a year. Uh, you know, that's something that, you know, we're, um, you know, uh, we're discussing, we're talking to the players about it. Um, you know, and, and you know, obviously there's concerns about the health and safety of our players. And, um, so we're looking at different options. The other reality, quite honestly, Mike is, uh, the quality of our preseason is not great. And I think it's declining, uh, as we go, as we go along. Fewer and fewer play. Fewer and fewer starters are playing uh, in uh, in preseason games. So I, I think we're looking at a, a number of different options. And, uh, and but it's not all about revenue. I think we also need to to do what's right by our players and and the fans. But and you know I mean we're unique. I think the, in terms of being able to support uh, and you know invest in a project like Titletown um, it's it's just not it's a little more difficult for uh, for some of the other teams to do something like that and also with with the public support that obviously the Green Bay team has has to go into that when you when you're talking about putting in a, a land development like the Packers have done and also where the the stadium is i mean some of these places you look at US Bank Stadium up there in Minneapolis Mike i know you've gone up there and covered a bunch of games it's right there, right off of the train. That's the only way you get in there. And, and now you're able to see some of these teams be able to build up structures like this and grab that revenue and make it a year-long attraction instead of just eight games like it was back when it was just the steel on the outside saying Green Bay Packers. Now it's it's an event. It's a vacation destination in the winter. And Jerry Jones, we you know we saw his The Star District, you know, which is outside yes. of Dallas. We went there during the Cowboys game. You know, and these these NFL guys like Mark Murphy, they've gone to Chicago and they've seen what Tom Ricketts has done. And you know, sometimes people don't have a very positive attitude, but I've heard some tremendous stories about Ricketts as a as an owner, as a leader, that take an old Wrigley Field, and it's like playing Monopoly. You start buying properties around your mm-hmm. iconic ballpark, and you start you know leasing those properties. To people, to residential and to business, it's not all just like boutiques and malls and 
you know, T-shirt shops because those come and go. Look at how malls are dying in America, right? Right. You got to you got to have well, legitimate businesses that are going to stay stay in. This is what's so smart about Titletown. It's Relevance. offices and condos. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's long-term leases. It's long-term businesses that would be there. You know, doing business, but and uh, hold on for a minute, Mike. Let Steve give you the negative. Well, no, it's not negative of that. I was just going to speak to the fact of these these malls that are dying, these stores are dying. Right. The reason all of this is happening is because they all are shooting themselves in the foot. I think they all have the agenda of eventually having them all go bye bye, so they don't have to pay the overhead. Because if you did want to have these stores to stay around, if you did want malls to survive, then your best deal should be in the store, not online. I shouldn't be able to go into a store and find online that my price is cheaper online, and they have to show it to the okay, cashier. Bye. That's more expensive in the store. Yeah. I shouldn't have on Black Friday online specials for Black Friday, but at the store, maybe not get the same deals I get online. They're killing themselves. If you want more people in the stores, then put the specials in the stores and don't put the specials online. That's how you fix it. They don't want to fix it. They want to get rid of everybody working for them so they can cut the overhead. All right, I'm done. Go ahead. So some of the players are standing green day this week, <laughs> like Devontae Adams. You know, he admitted even though it's six weeks tonight since he had the turf toe, he's still getting treatment. I mean, he's still, he's still dealing with some pain. 100%. There's other guys that are hanging out like Danny Vitale, the, the fullback. You know, the NFL, you've seen them do a lot of things with veterans over the weekend, Veterans Day on Monday. And Danny talked about what he gets out of meeting with these guys that have served in the military. You know, everybody likes to compare football players to warriors, you know, and, and when you when you really narrow it down, we're not nowhere close to those type of warriors. Those are the real warriors out there. But I try to surround myself with guys like that to at least, you know, pull any little piece that I can from them, their, their experiences, and, and put it into everything that I do, you know. So nothing but the utmost respect for those people. Those are, those are my, you know, people always say, and it's cliche, but those are legitimately my heroes. Those are the guys I look up to that I really wish I could be, you know. Um, if I wasn't doing this, that's, that's the route I would have liked to go. So, yeah, those, those are the guys I love. That's pretty cool, Mike. That's one of those situations where there is a, a different view on it once you get into that realm of seeing guys that actually are battling for their lives instead of just battling for 60 minutes on, on the gridiron that we call yeah, it. Yeah, Aaron, Aaron Rodgers, Jimmy Graham is also involved in those things. Mm-hmm. He's got that helicopter project where he, they, they transport uh, organs that, you know, that people are anxious waiting for a transplant. And he helps out with that. I had a friend of mine that I grew up with. His brother was uh, one of the pilots of one of the planes that flew over Lambeau Field for the Oakland game. And Jimmy Graham went and met with them after the game. Sat down, had dinner with all the guys, and had just conversations of what the Air Force is like. Some of these guys, if they hadn't been in the NFL, they'd probably be in the military today. Yeah, no doubt about it. That takes us to Colin Kaepernick who is going to get this workout in the NFL. I think you guys have spent some time talking about that this afternoon, right? 100%. So the, uh, this story breaks on Tuesday that the NFL is going to have this workout with him in Atlanta. Joel Philbin, your former offensive coordinator, interim head coach, Green Bay Packers, will be there along with Hugh Jackson you know, from the Browns and the Bengals, two offensive guys, to run this combine-like workout somewhere in Atlanta. I would guess Flowery Branch. I would guess that... You know, Arthur Blankis is helping put this up. And there's a story out that says that Jay-Z, who Roger Goodell hired as kind of a consultant mm-hmm. uh, for social media and, you know, to keep the, keep the NFL in tune with its audience, that Jay-Z told Roger, you know, and circumvented the lawyers and everybody else to say, dude, you got a problem. You, you got to figure this out. You got an image thing, and this guy, this guy needs a, you know, has a shot. Now, for me, just from football, like when, 
when Jim Harbaugh replaced Alex Smith with Colin Kaepernick, it was the absolute right thing to do. Uh, I think it, Smith had had an injury. But yeah, and then they had him on that Monday night game, and he tore the tore the roof off the place. Off the Bears. On, on Monday night football, and Vernon Davis walked in like, yes. yeah, so Colin Kaepernick's our starter, huh? Yeah, because not only could he run with the football, he stood back there in the pocket. You could see him go through his progressions. They had some mm-hmm. good cameras works and all that. And, and he, what the hell, we all know the damage he did to us <clears throat> in the NFC against the Packers in the playoffs. Fast forward, though, to <clears throat> Jim Harbaugh leaves. Then they had that Tom Sula guy in there, and they tanked. Then they brought in Chip Kelly, and Kaepernick lost it. Plus, he injured his shoulder, had surgery one year, and he lost his job to Blaine Gabbert. So he's riding on the bench. It's the preseason, and here's the story that I thought was interesting. Steve Weish, you know he works for NFL Network Mm -hmm. reporter. Steve used to work for the Atlanta Journal-Constitution with our buddy D. Alendo Ledbetter covering the Falcons before he got hired by NFL Network. Steve posted this story during the preseason. Hey, last night, Colin Kaepernick took a knee during a preseason game, and when I asked him what's going on, he says, you know what, I can't stand at attention for a flag in a country where uh, you know, people of color are being treated like they are from police brutality and all that. Okay, huge story. And I always think it's great, you know, Bob McGinn's great about this, that when you're covering a game, man, you're not just talking to the quarterback and head coach. You're talking to players and coaches from both teams. You're talking to people in the stands. You're seeing everything at the field, the, the, the attendance, the, the way the wind's blowing, everything. I always like a guy that can do that when he does a story. I, so I saw mm-hmm. Steve at the Super Bowl six months later. I said, well, congratulations on the story of the year. He goes, what do you mean? I said, well, you know, that, that story he wrote watching that preseason game, you noticed the Kaepernick, you know, was taking a knee. And you went down and asked him, he goes, to tell you the truth, I was tipped off. Wow. And he looked at me like kind of a wink. Like, in other words, Kaepernick had done that a game or two before and no one noticed. And no one realized it. And wow, that is crazy. Like his agent, like, went to Steve and said, hey, watch my guy, Colin Kaepernick. Somebody shouldn't take notice. Yeah, somebody should take notice. And he went down and interviewed and said, hey, Colin, I noticed you're taking a knee. And then Kaepernick gave him a speech, and that's how that whole thing got started. And maybe it comes with a resolution. It'll be interesting to see if it does uh, this weekend in Atlanta. Mike, great stuff. We'll talk to you next week. Enjoy the bye week. That's Mike Clemens joining us, courtesy of Potawatomi, here on the Wendy's Big Show on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. Young Express coming. We talk about so much. It's continuing to grow. Are you looking for a new career? Coming that's been in business Going on over 27 years. How about a company that's been listed on Inc. Magazine, one of America's fastest-growing companies, seven out of eight years? Well, you're in luck. Young Express, and we talk about so much, is growing. They're currently looking to add straight truck drivers and positions in their sales departments. You've heard me talk about what a great company this is to work for. Now go and apply online at youngexpress.com, J-U-N-G, express.com. Let's talk about sales, shall we? You want to work in sales? what Young Express is looking for. High degree of integrity, energetic, friendly personality, willing to prospect new business via phone, email, and social selling. Reliable transportation, willingness to travel within an assigned territory, high school diploma, or equivalent. Excellent written, oral, and face-to-face communication skills are essential, of course, outside sales experience preferred. But you can get 40-hour work week, salary plus commissions, bonuses, and contests, generous mileage reimbursement, expense account, health insurance, 401k, cell phone, tablet, and all sales promotional materials provided to you by the company, and most importantly, a chance to grow with inside the company. Apply for the position that fits your passion right now at youngexpress.com. That's J-U-N-G express.com. Young Express, success drives Winner of a throwback Thursday. Next, we hand it off to Bill Michaels on the Wendy's Big Show. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, 
and Rhode Island. Jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023.